hit. All I could think was old chocolate. And I was like, uh, 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 uh. Oh, you're going to give us a little bit of freestyle. <laughs> no, I'm not. I was just <laughs> reminded of the knocks. All right. So, anyways. Hey, guess what? What up? Okay. All right. We're back with another episode of Bigfoot Revival. I am your host, Sasquatch, and joining me today is the man, the myth, the legend. And and normally I say that, and I, I genuinely mean it, Um, but this time I mean it extra. Extra? Extra. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll that, explain later. That's pretty cool. The Yeti. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the reason I mean it extra today is because you're wearing a suit jacket. I sure am, son. I, I don't. I feel like uh, I shouldn't even speak. That this should be your your show, like your episode. I'll just sit here and be the, yeah, yeah. I'll be the hype man. Oh, but that's that's a recipe for disaster right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Now you start. Hey, you're doing a good job. I know it. <laughs> Have you been taking notes from me or something? <laughs> I saw. I'll wait for you to drop one really good line, though. Uh, we'll just sit here and be quiet until somebody <laughs> thinks something smart. You know, this isn't really an exciting episode. Mm, that's making me thirsty. Uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to say something smart now. Nah. It ain't going to happen today, brother. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. And we just lost everybody listening. It's just us now. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of exciting episodes. Speaking of. Uh, we're going to talk about excitement. Well, I'm excited. I'm not. I'm not. Um, not because we're not... Just, I'm tired. Right? Why are you tired? Because I'm 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 wore out. I'm weary. Um, are you heavy laden? I'm heavy laden. Um, I'm also heavy because I'm fat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I thought the yoke of Christ was easy uh, and His burden was light. Yeah, but like all Christians, except for the good ones, um. I'm carrying yokes that God did not intend me to carry. Oh. Do you mean the yokes of the church? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he did intend for you to carry them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just meant uh, I like to worry over crap. I have no nothing to worry about. Why? I, I don't know. I'm trying to set up. I am not comfortable today. Mm. That That's part of it. Let, um, I never worry over stuff like talk. that. <laughs> why, why are you? Go <laughs> Do me a favor, carry the conversation so I can get my crap set up. Oh, I thought that's what we were doing, especially since, you know, we're, we're happen to be talking on your only work day. So I imagine you would be tired whenever you put it like that. Yeah. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> you work one day a week now. It's the only one anybody cares about, that's for sure. Right? It's uh, the one everybody judges you by. Yeah. Except whenever it's, you don't show up to the hospital or something. Yeah, I was about to say until there's a legitimate need that needs to be taken care of. And then it's like, oh, yeah. We have a guy to be judged. Right. <laughs> Judge you. That's not true. Our church isn't that way, I don't think. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't seen that anyway. Uh, overall. So I, I'm 
But but I think we've both been involved in churches that are like that. Yeah. What's the preacher doing? He ain't doing anything. Ain't nobody sick this week. <laughs> ain't nobody in the hospital. I drove by the church. His car wasn't there. He ought to be in his office. You know, and I and I, I get having office hours for the church and mm. for pastors and stuff, but I've also seen that kind of get abused by the people, mm. and it's like, yes, yeah, yeah, come on in. Well, you know, I really don't have anything to talk about, but uh, I figured I'd come by and just worry you for an hour or two. Uh, I've got sermon work to do. <laughs> like, now, that being said, that will I used that. to be that guy to one of my um, pastors. Uh, used to love to swing him out and get off work. I work night shifts. So mm. I'd get off work then today. I swing by the church. Hey, pastor, what's going on, man? You doing all right? And I thought I was just being, and I, I think to him I really was. I may be wrong. I may be lying. Yeah, myself. you're the exception to the rule. What? <laughs> it's everybody else. <laughs> uh, well, I was uh, I was in pastoral training. Oh, okay. So <laughs> nice, nice cover up there. Oh, uh, don't take the jacket off. I'll oh, it's getting dumb. hot in here. Uh, um. <laughs> This isn't going the way I wanted it to. Taking this coat off. Oh. Why is it looking so awkward? Because it is. <laughs> oh, I'm man. not used to this new studio yet. <coughs> it's uh, way more uh, claustrophobic than the other one. Yeah. All right. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, I just... Um, and, and, and let me rephrase something. If you want to swing by and talk to your pastor, do it. Do it. Just don't. Just, there's a difference between doing something like that occasionally, and and honestly, you know, wanting to, and then just people hogging up other people's time. Yeah. And I, I really do think there's a difference, and 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 how people look at it, right? It comes so, with common sense. Yeah. You know, be respectful. Yeah. Be respectful of his time and others. If I mean, but yeah, sometimes it's sometimes it's good if uh, just to. Keep some sort of relationship with your yeah. pastor. Stop by, yeah. say hey. Ask him guy, if he, hey, ask him if he needs anything. I had a guy that stopped by last week. Um, I don't. Our church is fairly young. Most of our adults are working, mm-hmm. um, and we don't have a whole lot of weird work shift type stuff. But I had a guy come by the other day. Uh, enjoyed talking with him. He was there for about an hour, right? You know, enjoyed enjoyed uh, the fellowship and and uh, so I. I we joke because we've all seen and heard people who oh, just yeah. do things, and you're like, "Why? Why are you doing that? Don't you know the guy has to?" You know, well, he was just sitting there. He's <laughs> <was> just sitting. <laughs> <laughs> you mean praying? He was praying. Well, I heard him mumbling. I just thought, <laughs> I just thought he was talking to himself again. <laughs> Praying's not working. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not for him anyway <laughs> well it's not now <laughs> oh anyhow so being excited we, we want to talk about being excited how many are you excited for this podcast well if they weren't I'm sure they are now mm, what does that mean it means they're excited to hear us talk about excitement oh okay cool uh, <laughs> I'm telling you I am just uh, or is it vice versa if they were excited maybe they're not anymore <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I I tell you, man, I'm tired. Um, 
And so we had talked about excitement in the sermon today. Yeah. And uh and so that you, you were like, That's a good that's a good topic and I agreed with you. Um and and to just be a hundred percent honest, not to keep dwelling on this, but uh I think if you hadn't showed up to do a podcast, I'd be napping right now. Right. If I hadn't showed up to do a podcast, I'd be napping right now. <laughs> I can just about guarantee it. But that's the way it goes. And that's some of apathy, lethargicism. Uh-huh. Is that a word? It is now. That can be one of the greatest hindrances that we have. If there's nothing obvious going on sometimes uh we can just be blah whenever it comes to things yeah um whenever it comes to meeting with the church or or not even just church stuff or christian living just in general you just can get caught up in in uh in the ruts and just going through life just existing well i mean so so what brings this up is um, we were talking about Matthew, and when Matthew was saved, he threw a party. He was excited for Christ. Mm-hmm. And when you when you read the book of Matthew, um, it's easy to come away with the opinion that Matthew was still excited about Christ after Christ had died and resurrected and went up into heaven. After all that, Matthew had was still excited. Yeah, was still excited. He was excited from the day that. Um, he was called to the day he died over Jesus. Um, we I preached a sermon. Now I can't remember what verses it was. The one that we're talking about um, uh, to hold on to your confession. Mm, yeah. Was that last week? Week before. Yeah. I don't remember what it was <laughs> week before. Well, not without looking at some notes or something. Yeah, yeah. And I, we don't have any in front of us. But anyway. So we were talking about um, part of part of the and, and the reason I t- t- the the message itself wasn't based off of that, but there was a there's a part in there the scripture that says hold on to your confession, mm-hmm. and when you hold on to your confession of faith to Christ, when you're holding on to it and you're remembering it and you remember the day that God called you and said, "Hey, come follow me," it seems like there should be some excitement there, right? And a lot of times there there's excitement whenever we first get saved. Yeah. A lot of us are on fire. I, the Calvinists even have a term for it called cage stage. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's not when you're saved. That's whenever you learn about right. John Calvin. Right. Uh, <laughs> Reformed theology and whatnot. <coughs> but yeah, I mean that it it stems from the excitement about Christ. Yeah. You know. Yeah. To where they say that you're you're so excited and wanting to tell people about Calvinism and Reformed theology that you ought to be locked up in a cage just because you can be kind of brash. Yeah. But there's no, a lot of times, well, anyways, go ahead. Yeah. So a, a lot of times when we get into the Christian life, you get some years on you, some wear and tear. Some That, that excitement can burn out. Wane. Wane, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, and and the burnout comes from being uh, told no mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I think I think when you go years and you're given the gospel on a regular basis, 
And you go years without seeing anyone come to Christ, without seeing anyone um, uh, just just grow in Christ, mm-hmm. maybe. Or you're not seeing what you feel like is. Uh, now, sometimes things happen and you don't see them. Right. Right. And, and just to throw that out there, but there's a lot of times you know somebody and you've been giving the gospel to them for years and years and they don't care. Yep. They don't care. And, and, and you don't want to say that you've lost your, your zeal for Christ, but you know that, and I, and I say that intentionally that you don't want to say that. Yeah. Um, but when you look around, you, you catch yourself being thinking, why, why, how, what am I doing wrong even? Um, and it, it can get, it can get discouraging. It, it, it really can. Um, and you try to remind yourself things like, you know, I don't do the saving Christ does the saving, which is very true. Like that, that yep. that's not something that we're, we're mocking. Yeah. It's very true. But at the same time, you're like, well, Lord, why, why don't you allow me to see anyone come to faith? Because I'm, I'm sharing the gospel. And I think a lot of that comes from taking our eye off the ball. Mm. It comes from taking our eye off the ball. We're not, we're not seeing the big E. The big right. E is Christ. And so you think you see the big E because you're because you're 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 proclaiming Christ. But once you start getting discouraged, I think the primary reason is because you've taken your eye off of the big E, and that's Christ. Right. You start looking at evangelism, and or and that's not the only thing. I mean, it could just be like we live in a culture where people just don't get excited often. That's true, very true, and um, yeah. Um, whenever we keep our eye on Christ and we're doing our personal growth, sometimes I think, you know, my excitement for Christ, it's, it's still there, but sometimes the action, like whenever it comes to serving Christ, yeah, that excitement kind of burns out. I still feel the, um, oh, I'm having a brain fart on a word that is a part of regular, Christian wordism. <laughs> conviction. Okay. Okay. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I still have the conviction to be disciplined and um, chase after the Lord through His Word, through, you know, personal devotion and study and meditate, things like that. But whenever it comes to, you know, um, gathering with the church sometimes, um, serving, doing these other things, I catch myself just going through the motions. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, oh yeah. What? What do you think causes what do you think causes the the it's what is that old casting crown song? It's a slow fade. Uh huh. Like what? What causes that initial? Be, because uh, once you start going down that road, it seems like it does become easier and easier mm-hmm. for you to get more discouraged, right. more out of step, more. Um, 
we start missing church. It doesn't seem to be that important to you. Right. Um, you're not you're not a part of the fellowship like you once were. There's all kinds of uh, 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 down the road things. But what what do you reckon? And, and I. And, I almost even hesitate to ask because in my mind I'm going, it's probably different for everybody. Yeah, I think it could be. Um, but what do you reckon some of the main ones are that would cause people to 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 lose that zeal, that enthusiasm that they once had? Well, it seems like whenever you're on fire, everything's new. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of change in there. You're getting used to a, a new way of life. You're you're um, you're hungry for the word, and I think that's you know what I'm saying too. For me personally, yeah. like you said, I think it's different for everybody. But me personally, <coughs> I'm still hungry for the word. Um, praise God for that, you know. Um, I still want to dive in deeper in His word into the into the treasures, and and bring them out. And um, but then whenever you just seems like after years and years, you're going to the church. And and worshiping, yeah. And it seems, it seems like same old, same old. That's the simplest way I know how to put it. Uh, it seems like there's nothing new, nothing, nothing different. It's it's the same old, same old. And you kind of get into a phase of okay, now what? Yeah. And it, I think it's in like this is it. Look for. I mean, if you're serving, serve pray. pray. Pray yeah. for uh, zeal, um, because don't, churches don't, like you said. Don't lose focus. Don't lose the big E. Don't lose. Don't lose sight of why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, who you're doing for what you're doing. I think that's the primary thing for me. Is um, you start off and it's all about Christ, and then over time it, it slowly shifts into a position to where you're like, yeah, I like, I, man, I, I love going to my church. Man, I always feel real edified. And that sounds good. Yeah. Using using Christian language like edification. Or I love my church and it's all but you notice that everything uh you say is I love my church because I. Mm-hmm. I love my church because I. I love my church because of me. I love my church because of uh you know, and it and it becomes to where um you you've made the church about you. Right. And not about Christ. So when you go to church, are you doing it so that you can be edified? Or are you doing it to worship God? Right. Right, and I'm talking about Sunday service type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going there for the simple fact that uh, that church has good coffee? Like That's not a big thing of where we're at. Yeah. You know, we're a real small area, but um, I've heard people talk that way before. Like, oh, yeah, our church, they have a, they have a coffee bar. They have real good coffee. Huh? Might as well stay and worship God while we're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just that's sad. Um that's terrible. You know, and 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 not not all churches are this way, but a lot of churches that got that real rock star rock show yeah. feel to them, they're they're trying to attract you and not not focused on Christ. Now that, and I don't want to make that a hundred percent across the board without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but the bulk of them are very, what they call seeker sensitive. Mm-hmm. 
and seeker sensitive means how can I make the lost world comfortable in, a, in our building? Right. That, that's what it means. And then I look at acts and I see where, where God murdered people. I said not murdered, but, but took out people, um, cease sustaining life. There for people. you go. Um, because they lied to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it says after that, that, that people were afraid to come, come people were afraid to come into church because Man. of that. And, and and then we look at it, and I'm not saying that we need to make people afraid to come into church. Now, if God's moving so miraculously that people get spooked, then so be it. But right. but, but we ought not to be like, hey, there's scary stuff in the church. Y'all don't want to come. You know, that's, well, there is, depending on which church you go to. Oh, well. <laughs> that's a whole other can of worms. But, I mean, you know, you want to... You want to uh, you also want to make the worship service about worshiping God, not, not me. Yeah. I want it to be about Christ. Um, you know, we we there again. We have to about Christ as our great our great high priest. As the pastor, my job is not to to uh, become your spiritual guru. In the sense of, uh, you know, uh, trying to to give you your best life now. Right. Right. My job is to point you constantly to Jesus. Jesus is our advocate to the Father. He is our great high priest. And we don't need another priest. That's right. We don't need another man in between us and Christ. And so um, my job's not to get between you and Christ. My job is to just constantly point you to Christ. Yeah. And um, and I think when we take our eyes off of Jesus in that way, when we start to to think of church or or um, our relationship with Christ in the sense of does it make me happy? Does it make me uh, am I, you know, even to the point of where, like I've heard people go, that preacher, I like that preacher. He steps on my toes. Yeah. You know, well, is he pointing you to Christ? He can make you feel bad. You know, I could sit here and make you feel bad about sin all day long. Mm-hmm. Am I pointing you towards Jesus? Um, You know, I can make you feel good. Not, what are you doing? I mean, I, I had this thought a while ago. You might want to help me flush it out a little bit, but uh-huh. you know, in the church, we were talking about serving the church and some of the in in the roles of the church. You're caring about the needs of others. You're putting yes. others above yourself. Now, can that become a worship of others over than other than Christ? Because sometimes you can become so sensitive to what people like or don't like instead of what they need or don't need and say, look, this is what the Bible says. Yeah. I think, I think that's, um, a big, a big thing with liberalism Mm -hmm. in churches is when you start to worry more about what people need than, than what God has required. Right, right, right. And so, uh, that becomes, let's not share the gospel with them because that makes them uncomfortable, but let's bring them food. Right. Right, there, there's, there's and even all these in people. Corporate under- worship. I mean, that's where it, that's your difference in your regulative principle versus your normative. Okay. Like, like I, I think I know what you're talking about, but, but if you don't mind explaining that a little bit, because I don't, 
I'm sitting here thinking, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm not entirely yeah, and, sure, I mean, so other people probably it's don't. In, it's in a simpler form, but, you know, just in the way that God has required um, how he is to be worshipped in his word, and we stick to that. I mean, it's it's exalting the scriptures and what God has laid out in his word over than, well, what what we think. I mean, well, the Bible doesn't prohibit it. I mean, it, it's okay. I mean... these people feel a certain way about it we can just we can do it like this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no no yeah and what's cool too is like the way god has described worship and everything to that nature is beyond culture so you can be in china and follow the regular principle um america africa yeah uh um you can be in, in 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 South America, and it would all look different, but it would all look the same exactly. at the same time. Like it would have the same. It'd be different songs, because different the languages. Bible is it would be exactly, exactly. But <clears throat> so I think that's a, I think that's a really good point. I think that's a point. But and and there again, it's it's designed to point you to Christ. Mm-hmm. It's designed to point you to Christ, not not look how great our band is, right. Not look how great our, 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 I don't, <laughs> this is insulting, but not how great our, our speaker is. Yeah. Right. And, 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 but it's look at Christ. Look at Christ. Oh, that makes you uncomfortable. Good. Yeah. Looking at Christ makes you uncomfortable. Uh, looking at Christ makes you want to hide your face from shame because you haven't repented and came to, came to him to follow him. Good. Um, it gives you hope. Good. It gives you faith. Good. It gives you, it gives you, uh, encouragement and, 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 and excitement. Great. Right. But, but whatever looking at Christ does for you, thank God it does it. Right. Uh, I mean, and, 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 and yeah, well, okay. This is a good point. <coughs> And I apologize because I'm still not at 100%. But I've got a friend who has a lesbian sister. Okay? Lesbian sister is uh, has a lesbian girlfriend, obviously, right? <laughs> um, and there is... Um, there, there are issues in, in the family dynamic. Now, the whole family's lost, mm. right? And I'm encouraging my friend to... Uh, I'm encouraging my friend to, to, to give Christ at all times in every conversation. They call my friend up saying... Hey, uh, this is going on. Here's the problem. I want to talk to you about it. And I'm trying to encourage my friend to, to, to not worry about if sharing the gospel or sharing Christ will, will push them away. We have to love God more than we love our family and friends. And, and that's hard. Right. That's hard. And I, and I, and I, acknowledge that and I, I 
I sympathize with it, but it still has to be done. So to say, look, this is sin. This is sin. Okay, that's sin, all right? So person A is a sinful person who's who's rebelling and and, and not just rebelling, but glorifying and and, 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 and is elaborate, not elaborate, um, lavish in their sin, right? Person B is equally sinful and lavish in their sin. When my sin bumps up against your sin, and we're both very selfish people, of course it's going to cause conflict. Right. And so what you need to do is turn to Christ. You need to look at Christ for this. Christ says that this is sin and that is sin, and and then when sinful people run into each other this way, if they don't team up together, they're gonna they're gonna clash, because um, my pride and my wants, my desires. I don't care about your pride and your right. wants and your desires. I just mm-hmm. care about my pride, my wants, and my desires. Yep. And so, you know, why why not point them to Christ? Well, what if they don't? What if they quit talking to me because they don't like it when I bring up Jesus? That's not the wanted desire. That's not what, as a Christian, you don't want to lose contact for with somebody. Yeah. That being said, it's what you do. It's what you do, not because you hate that person, but because you love them. That's right. And hopefully, hopefully one day they'll come to Christ and they'll remember every time we had a conversation, even, even when it meant losing me as a friend, that person was trying to show me Jesus. That person was trying to and and that's an excitement for Christ that doesn't exist a whole lot in our our day and age. Or in our area, I don't know about everybody. I mean, it's, it's probably the more I think about it or or I'm fo- I'm processing what I'm trying to say. It's probably true everywhere, right? Not right. just in our area. But to where uh these people would go uh wow Wow, these people these people genuinely uh all they want to do is talk about Jesus. They genuinely mm-hmm. all they want to do is talk about Jesus. I don't I, I don't need Jesus, I need this or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need money. I need you know No, 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 you need Jesus. You need Jesus. And 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 not every conversation has to be like you going to church? You know Jesus? Are you saved yet? That's not how the conversations need to go. But especially if you got somebody who's asking you help with a problem and the problem yeah. revolves around their sin, right? Call it out. If if you're talking, you know, talk about how how church went and what you talked about at church. I, I'm gonna go and tell you something. If you can't talk about the most important thing in your life without losing somebody, they're not much of a friend to begin with. Ooh. Ooh. I, I mean I mean, if, if you can tell me about if I can sit there and listen about you and your 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 sinful behavior and and and, and everything and be be supportive, not in the sin, but in in general, just right. You know, I love you. You're my buddy. That kind of thing, right? Um. Uh. And then I mentioned Christ, and you you gonna act like you gonna act like 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 now all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. 
then 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 you're not much of a friend to begin with. That's right. Obviously, you don't love me. It's it's one sided. Yeah, yeah. At the very absolutely. least, it's one sided. And so when we're talking about <laughs> it, it just kind of dawned on me. When we're talking about excitement about yeah. Christ, that doesn't mean like woohoo! All right, Jesus! Wow. You know, we, we don't we don't sound like uh, the head singer from a from a from a Christian concert band, yeah, right? That guy. We're avoiding <laughs> that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does mean that that in everything that you do and everything that you say, Christ centeredness is, is is involved. Right. Well, if you love Jesus and you are excited about it, people are going to know it. I mean, that's it's just the very nature of being excited over something. Um, I have a question. Let's see what you think about this. Y- yes. So if people get caught up in the mundane and mundane. just going through the motions, okay, have kind of lost that zeal, lost that excitement. Um, do you think in every situation that it's sin? There's sin somewhere, and uh, therefore uh, there needs to be repentance. Yes. Yes, I, yeah. and I mean to uh, some degree or another, you know. Yeah, I, I, I mean it doesn't mean that you're going out committing this heinous sin uh, like you, adultery or anything. Yeah, but, you, but you still you you kind of threat me a, a a difficult question and 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 without me being able to think about it much. But I, I, I knee jerk is to say yeah, yeah. I knee jerk is to say yeah. I think um, if you're getting caught up in the mundane and you've lost your zeal for Christ, I think a big part of that. Is simply um, your your uh, maybe selfishness, mm-hmm. indifference. Ooh, your, that's a good word, indifference. Yeah. Um, it may be it may be grief, right? And and, mm-hmm. and now is grief sinful? No. But if you're suffering with grief to a point where you can't be focused on Christ, right? To the point to where I, I think that I think that's uh, the grief isn't necessarily um, a sin. I think the grief is is showing us where an idol is. Right, right. I mean, you've lost your reverence for yeah. God. Yeah, you know? if if Christ can't console you. That means that you had a larger God in your life than Christ. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good. And so I think the grief can, shows us our, our um, where we are, our sin, our idols. Right. Because um, we were saying, too, you know, we're in an area where people aren't excitable. No, they're not. And it's not like they're just not excitable about church. Right. I mean, they're... they're if if uh, if something really good happens to somebody, and they're really excited, say somebody won the lottery, mm-hmm. right? And and uh, they're excited. You know, people around here we talk about man alive. They just won the lottery. It ain't like right. It ain't like they're they're they. Or, you know, it ain't like, and they'll name something great, you know, it ain't like that happened. Yeah. You know, or, or, we talking about, they'll lose it. 
Yeah, you they'll got lose some it. Negative people out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're just not uh, people in our neck of the woods, and I'm sure it's not just us, but like um, you see, I, I okay. For example, I've been to concerts, and they're trying to get the crowd revved up, uh-huh. and they be talking about some y'all are not wild people, like. Like they have pointed out the fact that this concert is kind of tame. Yeah, like, like, and that's not just once or twice. I, I think that's a, I think that's a cultural thing. I think right. that's a, and 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 uh, and have you have you noticed that? I've, I'm sitting there just thinking about it. I know I have at least once. I'm yeah, not, and I'm sure I have other times if I have that once. And it's like, you know what? Time for me to get defensive here. <laughs> We're not excitable. Well, maybe you're just boring. It's your fault. <laughs> I'm over here to my. Oh, you think I'm? Not, you think I'm not exciting? Well, you haven't seen me cross my arms yet. That's right. Maybe I just feel like I paid too much for this mediocre show. <laughs> I mean, and, and like I said, I've heard I've heard people that travel the country, you know, and they're like, all right, and they're trying to hype up the crowd, and then. People in our area are just like, whatever. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll tell you another good example. And uh, and, and this is kind of poking fun at us. Mm-hmm. So we went to that uh, camp thing uh, uh, with a preacher buddy of ours. Um, I'm trying to think how to say it without giving away names and stuff. So we went to this thing with a preacher buddy. That was the... Um, that was the trip where old boy's knee cap dropped. He was playing basketball mm-hmm. and he jumped. And when he landed, his kneecap fell. I don't remember. Oh, if I, was I there? That's where we learned. Yeah. That's where we learned about, um, that, that ball game where you got the pit. Oh yeah. 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 I remember that. Now my next question is, do you remember the old boy's knee falling up kneecap? Well, we'll Falling. have to talk about that afterwards. You give me some names, but right off the top of my head, no. I don't. Kevin. I remember Kevin. I, I didn't realize that's what happened, or I've forgotten that's what happened. I do remember him they playing basketball. They were playing basketball. basketball. We weren't playing basketball. he bas- messed his leg up. He had to yeah. go home or yeah. go somewhere. Because his kneecap, like, it, the, 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 the stuff holding your yeah. kneecap in place, let loose. Okay, you remember and it the just details. Fails. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd forgotten that. I'm sitting See? there. Tr- I'm trying so bad to get you to remember <laughs> that because I'm like, if he, to be sure, he remembers that. All right. So, anyways, we're at that thing, right? And there's a person, and they're doing like a kids to youth uh, age because that's who it was for, kids and youth. And the guy's doing something kind of real child, not childish in the sense of he's being childish, but real childish in that he's trying to appeal to the children. Right? Cheesy, cheesy, yeah. And me, you, and the pastor of that church were sitting back there with our arms crossed. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, he was trying to get the whole crowd to participate and join yeah. in with him. And we said, nope. And we got, we honestly got more respect for old boy because. <laughs> Line got to be drawn somewhere, brother. And it's right here on my arms. Yeah, yeah. As they is crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean. But even then, you saw all these men who were just, I mean, it wasn't all the men, but a good chunk of the men were like, nope. Yep. Ain't doing that. Teenagers were like, we're not asking the teenagers to do that. Nope. 
And, and, and this poor guy's doing his best to get everybody. He's just going by the curriculum, man. <laughs> Give the guy a break. I felt bad for uh, him. Oh, man. But, I mean, that that's the kind of stuff we run into all the time. And I think that's a cultural thing. I don't think I don't think it's always that way everywhere you go. Yeah. And and so when it comes to Jesus and everybody saved, your dog saved, your tractor saved. Oh, yeah. Your aunt saved. The whole household. Yeah. I mean, people who, people who are like got pentagrams tattooed on their forehead and everything the church is just over there to mind some when they're, they're just going through a spell yeah a witch's spell <laughs> <laughs> and uh well you know or they die you know and i'm saying yeah, i know i know he lived a rough life but he really did love jesus at least he's in a better place now yeah yeah, yeah. i don't think so scooter yeah and that, that's and the it's heartbreaking so you take those two things about our culture that we live in the the stoicism, I think that may be a good. It's not exactly stoicism, but but it, it's akin to stoicism. So the stoicism and the the uh, everybody saved yep. aspect of our culture, it's very easy to get. Um, it's very easy to get to get discouraged when it comes to sharing the gospel. Yeah, because either they already know. You know, they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm saved. Or uh, you always hope for somebody who's just honest enough to be like, I'm I'm not saved. You know, I'm an atheist or something, you know. And and so that so at least you can share the gospel and they'd say that I'm not saved. Right. I mean, I mean it just, and, and it can get discouraging. But the, 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 the issue is you've taken your eye off of Christ at that point. You're you're focused on the goal of evangelism more than you are on on the reason for evangelism. Right. Um, you're going to church. You're getting burnt out in church because you're more focused on the church or maybe maybe what the church can offer you than you are the reason for being at church in the first place, and that's Christ. And I think there's a lot of people that fit into that category. Um, I'm trying to think of another example of something and people like that. will. People will use uh, terminology too. I've heard it where they're the victim. You know, they'll say, "Well, I'm just not being fed here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, and that's that's kind of have to be that has to be kind of careful too, because there are churches right. where where right. the leadership just doesn't feed well. That's true. Um, I know a church right now, and 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 the pastor's a very nice guy. I mean, I mean, um. I've had a lot of conversations with him. He's a very nice guy. But every sermon he preaches is evangelism. Uh-huh. You, you're not feeding your people. Right. You're not feeding your people. You're feeding them milk. Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> like, like, I mean, if every... And, you, you know, then your people start wondering, like, does he just think I'm lost? Right, right. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Does right. he think everybody in the church is lost? And yeah. he's, you know, and 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 there, and and I'll say this: there's a way to preach the gospel to where I, I I tell you right quick, I need the gospel just as much as the lost person. Yeah, but there's a way to preach the gospel that that excludes us. Yeah, and only 
and it's only trying to see people uh, come to know Christ, which is a good thing. You don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like we're against evangelism, but when you've got a church and they've got hurts and they've got pains and they've got they're dealing with discouragement, they're dealing uh-huh. with uh, burnout, they're dealing, and all you want to do is preach to somebody who's lost. You know, I mean, you know, you've got a thirty-member church. You're preaching evangelistically because you've got fifty people at the most watching you on YouTube. Right. I I I just I don't get it, man. I really don't. I don't mean that to be ugly or dismissive, but um, you know, you you've got to you've got to feed your your flock. Now, there's other people who would go to um, you know, a good healthy church but they don't like the cadence of the pastor or something mm. of that nature. And it's, and, and it's exactly what you just said. I'm not being fed. Well, are you reading? Right. Are they preaching the gospel there? And I don't mean just the gospel in the sense of, you know, know Jesus or die and go to hell. But I mean the gospel in the sense of, uh, uh, the full, the full thing. Are they preaching yeah. the scripture there? Right. Are they preaching God's word? And if they're not, and that's an issue, man. That that's a, that's a, that's an issue that has to be um, dealt with. But if they are, and you're not growing, it's not the pastor's fault. Mm-hmm. If the word's being preached, and you're not growing, that's not the pastor's fault. And 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 and, and if they're not preaching the full counsel of God, that's that's the term I've been looking for, right. and not being able to put I my finger you. on. Are they preaching the full counsel of God? If they're not, then there's an issue. If they are, then that's great. Now, the full counsel of God involves evangelism. It involves uh, encouragement. It uh-huh. involves getting on you for your sin. It involves all that stuff. Uh, it, it is it is the the word of God being excla- pro- proclaimed and exclaimed and right and and. and if if that's going on and you're still talking about I'm not getting fed, well then that's that's not the church or the pastor. That's you. And, and so, uh, why did you show up in the beginning with? Mm. Right. Um, what you a lot of people what they're trying to say is I'm not being entertained enough. I'm not being entertained enough. You know our church before this pastor came in. You know our church. I mean, we used to do uh, uh, special music. And I used to get to sing in that. Now I don't. Ooh. Or, or you know, there's all kinds of stuff like that. It's yeah. just nitpicking and ugly. And and and, and the enemy's going to try to talk you into not being excited over Christ and tearing down your church. Hmm. The enemy's going to do that, right? And and you're, you know, you've got to be mature enough to not allow the enemy to do it. For sure, you've got to be. Mature enough to kind of fight that off and and say, look, the enemy's trying to do this, um, and it, and that's in every church. Yeah, every church. I guarantee you, if you walk up, well, a lot of pastors aren't gonna say anything because they don't want to. Uh, they don't want to be ugly to their church, and, and it can come across as ugly. Um, I wouldn't give you details. Yeah, you know, if, you know, if you have some stranger come up to me and said, hey. Uh, you know, what's the devil doing in your church? You know, I probably wouldn't be like, oh, everything's great. It's always great. You know, I'd be talking, you know, you know, we're doing this, this, and this, and you've got people who have issues with it. Um, 
we've had the conversations and, and they're, they're just not, they're not, they're not, um, they don't desire the same path that we do at this point, and, and, and it stinks. Um, seems like they're always trying to find an issue yeah. to, to nitpick at and to, to pull apart and to try to, to fight you over. You know, um, and, and it seems like every church has that to a certain extent. You know, um, you got some people who are saying, we're not moving fast enough. And then other people on the other hand are going, you're moving too fast. Slow down. And, 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 and it becomes this, this whole thing to where um, people in your church are not focused on Christ. They're focused on what they'd want out of the church. Mm, yeah. And so um, a, a church that is genuinely excited, I don't think that'll happen a whole lot in. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because the people are focused on Christ. They're not focused on what the church can benefit them with. Yeah. They're, and, 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 Because people are sinful, there's pastors. Don't I mean? I and, and we, I've kind of been, we've kind of been beating up on uh, regular church folk, but there's pastors uh-huh. who think the church is there to to get them a bigger church. Yeah, that, right. Mm-hmm. Or that um, that they're there to lead by force. And what I mean by that is. They go into a church and they say, okay, well, this is the way we're going to do things. And if you don't like it, you can get out. Yeah. What? That person's been a member here for 90 years. You've been here for a week. You're going to tell everybody, to, you know. And so um, there's a balance there, right? I mean, you got to love the people. Yeah. You're there to shepherd the people, not not run the boardroom. Yeah, if you don't. If you don't love the people, I think you have to really question whether you're even called to pastor. Because that's that's a a biggie too. Is yeah, loving the flock. Well, and I think I think a big part of what happens is, especially in a lot of our modern seminaries, we've been told that you need a church over two hundred. If you don't have a church over two hundred, and this, that, and other thing. And they're really trying. I mean, even the churches are—they're are, not hiring older fellows with a lot of experience. They're hiring young guys straight out of seminary. Yeah, mega churches. To to to, and their their, their idea is that you know, well, this guy he'll he'll be able to. Yeah, know, he's young. He's hip. He's cool. You know. Uh huh. Um, and, and 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 you've got uh, the seminaries just training up men and they're like you know you need to be doing this 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 and this and they're training them to run churches that are massive churches and it's easy i mean when you've got a church of say two thousand people um and you say okay we're moving left for whatever reason um the church is easier to move left right you got a church of 200 people now you've got an issue right because people at 200 um, everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody. You're more connected. Uh-huh. Um, I was talking about this the other day with a buddy of ours. I said, I said I've gotten aware when I'm watching, listening to a pastor that I really don't know um, via uh, podcast or um, uh, YouTube, YouTube or something. Like I listen to their language, and I can pretty well guess. And I don't mean like within 50 members or something. But I can guess, all right, real small church, medium church, very large church, gotcha. mega church, right? Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, and part of it is, are they calling out people by name? Yeah. You know, if the pastor is calling out people by name, he's got a church of 150 or less or something. Right. And that's a ball game. I mean, a, a, a ball ballpark guess. But he know, there's this church is small enough that he's that he knows people personally. Yeah. Not just a small handful of people. Right. He knows that if he calls that person out, and I don't mean like in sin, but he says, uh, you know, Bob, Bob, you know, Bob, he, he he don't love baseball, and you hear people chuckle, well, you know that the guy's being sarcastic, that that's, that Bob loves baseball, and yeah. that the church knows that. Yeah, exactly. Right, and, and you know, if your church is 2,000 people, and you mention Bob, all right, that may be funny to you, but the church doesn't understand what you're talking right. about. They're like, who's Bob? There might be a little corner in the back that knows Bob, <laughs> and they're chuckling. Yeah. They're, That's about it. Bob's small group is kind of getting funny. You know? <laughs> and, and Or, you know, how much do they talk about small groups? Right. Right? You got a church of 2,000 or more. Um, uh, uh, You know, small groups are more important than if you have a church of 30. Right. Church of 30, your church is a small That's group, right? That's right. So, you know, there, there's there's differences, and, and and the seminaries aren't really teaching people how to manage a smaller group. So then a guy who's been taught how to manage a very large group comes into this small group, and they try to r- run it like they've been taught in seminary. And are met with resistance. And are met with resistance, strong resistance. And they don't understand why. Sometimes they don't understand how to handle it, and it, it properly. It, and it's a shot to their pride because mm-hmm. they've been told they'll yep. go into this church and they'll do this, 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 and this, and that's how it's supposed to be done, and and, and that's what will happen. And then and then when it doesn't happen, they go, hold up, I'm the pastor here. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It, it happens. And so um, you got to love the people. Yeah. Prepared or not. Right. <laughs> Prepared or not. You know, you got to love the people. Right. Uh, I grew up different than that. I grew up honestly serving in churches a long time before I ever became pastor. Uh-huh. Um, and so I kind of got the, the understanding of that through experience and not just, yeah, not just, well, you know, they always taught me that this is how it's, how it's done. And, um, and I try to balance that, but, um, you know, you got, you got lone people. If you don't love the people, man, like you said, you need to start looking for a different, a different career. Yeah. Because pastor is not your calling if you can't love the people. Amen. Even when they're hard to love. Yeah. Especially when they're hard to love. Especially when they're hard to love. Um Yeah, that's when they need it the most. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard love. And you get you get you get uh you know, I, I don't Is it is it hard for a church to stay excited if they if if the people in the church have a like there's really nothing wrong with the pastor, but I just don't like him. I don't like his personality. Mm. Right, you, you see what I'm saying? Right, because that happens. I've seen that happen in in a lot of churches where they're like, I just don't like him. Is he doing this, this, or this? No, I just don't like him. And, and they'll say, "I just don't like him. I don't. Yeah. Like, he doesn't. He um. He didn't do this or he didn't do that. Um, you know. And they're they're saying he he's not doing anything sinful or 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 inappropriate. I just don't like the way he does this, this, and this. It's not the way the old guy did it, or it's not the way that I'm used to, or it's not 
whatever, and I, I just don't like it. Well, it sounds like somebody's got their own uh, priorities out of whack. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, I weren't bringing it up at that angle. I was bringing it up trying to say, like, is it hard to be in, is it hard to stay excited? But you're right. If if that's the case, is it is it that you're sinful? Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I weren't trying to point out that. I was just I was just trying to think of a scenario where it's hard to stay uh, excited in in a situation. And, and I'm and I'm asking. I mean, I don't. If if somebody doesn't like somebody, and it's not like they're going out of their way to be ugly about it or anything like that. It's just I I just don't like the guy. Is it? Would that be sinful? Uh, if it's hind- if you're allowing that to hinder your worship, then yeah, I'm gonna yeah, say yeah. yeah. Yeah, if 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 you can't worship the God because of your pastor or somebody in your church that's that's not doing anything sinful, but you have some sort of issue with for whatever reason, maybe they got a personality quirk yeah, you don't like, or then well, well, just like we said at the beginning of the episode, you're not focused. Yeah, your, your focus isn't on who it should be. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that's, huh? <laughs> yeah. I was trying. I was honest. As I was saying, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, is, is this coming out the way I want it to? No, I think I, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's good. I think, uh, um, because you know, I, I, this was honestly what goes to my head. I go, you know, I'm the pastor. I've been working directly with pastors. Um, I've always had my pastor's back and I was trying to think of a, a, a situation where the pastor wasn't sinful, right? Or the right. pastor wasn't ugly or anything, but it would be hard for a congregation to, to maybe like him or, or, or whatnot. And, and how hard would that be to stay excited? Yeah. But you're right. You're taking your eye off the big E in this moment and you're not going to be excited. Because um, at that point, you're putting the focus on that person and not Christ. Yeah. And if you're putting your focus on Christ, you'll be excited about the whole thing, even if you don't necessarily like a personality or right. something. And of if that you nature. don't like the personality, I mean, ask yourself why. I mean, if, if you still don't, okay, but is it hindering your focus or worship of Christ? Yeah. You know? If it is, it's because you're not focused on Christ. Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree you're, with that. I think that's... You're caught up in this guy, and you've you've got an issue to not like somebody that much that you can't worship. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we went down that little that little trail because I, I'm I'm you know, I'm try I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with something close enough for everybody who may be listening, right? Like like situations that would make it hard to be focused on Christ. Sometimes for me in in, in the capacity that I'm in all right, so I'm leading the music at the church and everything, and um, I'm sitting there thinking a lot of times, all right, Sunday morning, I'm getting there early, I'm unlocking the door, getting the lights turned on, there's a thermostat <laughs> set up to something comfortable, yeah, yeah. we're getting the computer turned on so we can have lyrics to sing to, et cetera, et cetera. All right. I have noticed that the temperature, since it's gotten cold, is is, is better for everybody. Yeah. Than the than summertime exactly, so yeah, a certain time passes. All right, members of the sing team are coming in, the music team, and we're getting ready to get started. 
So now I'm thinking, all right, we've got to hurry up and get through our stuff, make sure there's no issues. Are there any issues that we need to work out? All right, what time is it now? It's 10 o'clock. People are going to be getting ready to come in. Yep, yep. Uh, is the verses that you're preaching from in, are they in so that people can follow? All right, is the countdown time of running? Is the pre-service music playing and all of this stuff? And so then whenever service starts, I'm I get up with you. All right, are you opening with announcements or am I opening? Or yeah, yeah. And then it's like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's yeah. next? That's what's in my mind a lot of times. So that whenever it's finally time for you to preach, I sit down and go, oh, now let me see if I can listen to a sermon. Yeah. And uh, sometimes, yeah, and it's good and I'm there. And sometimes my I just zone out. Yeah. I, I'm gone. And then next thing I know, you're going, all right, let's pray. It's like, oh, that's my cue to get up. Here we go. What's next? Don't miss this chord. Don't miss this lyric. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know what? I did it's, something today, too. I, uh, the first time since I've been leading music, I think I, I strummed something, and I was looking at the chorus of the song when we were supposed to be singing the verse. Okay. And I, I messed up. And whenever I did, normally, if I were to mess up or do a little blunder, People keep singing, and then I just catch up and follow. Yeah, 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 This is the first time that whenever I stopped, everybody stopped. So I, I tell you, I tell you something. All right, now, now, when everybody stopped, you said, "All right, let's let's start over. Let's try that again." Right. One of our guys, uh, one of my one of my deacons, had was coming into the church. Now he was already there, but yeah. he had one. He had walked outside and he had come back in or something like that. I'm making announcements. I see old boy fall. I mean, take a hard spill. Really? Yeah. Um, and I paused and I see him get up and I'm like, okay, I think he's he's not broke anything. Or, you know, it's not it's not bad enough. He must I have need been to coming up the steps. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, you know, my thought was, okay, it's not bad enough that. I'm I'm concerned and like it's an immediate. I need to stop and go check on. Yeah. Him. And and so I I I get done. I make a beeline back there. Yeah. He he's coming in the door, and I'm checking on him. I'm like, "You okay, man?" And he's like, "Yeah." You're singing. That occurs. Uh huh. And I looked at him. I said, "Oh, it's one of these Sundays." <laughs> he said, "Why?" I said, "I said, yet he just messed up." Uh. Not not bad, to be honest. I mean, it went really smoothly. No, no, and I, I tell you what, man, I thought about this today, and I had to even laugh about it, that years ago, or years ago, whenever I first started and everything, uh, doing that, that situation was something that I always had in the back of my mind and would psych myself out and freak out about it. And then today it actually happened, and it was like, you know what, we're all family. Yeah. It, it's all right, just put on a smile and say, hey, we kind of had a blunder there. Let's try that again. And went right back into yeah. it. And they sang right along without missing a beat. It was all good. I forgot my tablet. So all those points that I had, and it was a heavy pointed sermon in the sense of it was a bunch of factoids. Yeah. It was a bunch of factoids. It was uh, uh this is who Matthew is. Here's what's going on in this um uh illust- in this uh genealogy. Here's what um Matthew, uh, who Matthew is, what he was trying to say, um, um, maybe why he, he he leaned this way, you know, that kind of stuff. 
very happy, heavy in factoids. And my organization of those facts was gone. And I said, oh, it's going to be bad. And, but no, I mean, it came, it came through. I think yeah. it was, a, it, it was, um, it was a, all in all good. And there again, I think part of why we are able to do certain things like that, because I've been a part of teams where if something like that had happened, if a day like that had happened, people would have been upset. Yeah. People would have been upset because they pulled their eye off of the ball and they forgot it was about Christ and they thought it was about putting on a good service. And, and, but when you are focused on Christ, those small things are exactly what they are. Right. Small. Well, I, I talked with um, one of the <coughs> ladies that uh, serves with me in singing because she had a couple of uh, one or two spots where she had a little boo-boo as well. And we were sitting in there thinking about um, the peop- the type of people that Christ uses for his service. Look at the disciples. Yeah. Ordinary guys. It's like we're nobody. And he uses us for his own glory. So it's like, and, and just joking, we both were able to say, hey, sometimes who, we're reminded of who we are in our nothingness so that <laughs> we, can't, we don't get big-headed up here doing this well, because it's, it's for his glory. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it just goes back to, the, there again, that genealogy today. Uh-huh. God had some big names like David and Samson, not Samson, Samuel. Um, and that kind of thing. Abraham, of course, but then it had Ruth, right? A Moabite woman, um, Moabite or Midian? Moabite. Moabite woman who, uh, who, who was married to a Jew who died and was hanging out with his mama. Who her first, well, maybe not her first, but basically her first act as once they got back in Israel was to go pick up the, the, the little bit of wheat that wheat grain that had been left. Right. And, 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 and she's not an important person in that sense, but yet she's in the lineage of, of Jesus. Yeah. Um, Tamar mm-hmm. who, who went off and, and she married a guy, and he dies. So uh, then uh, she marries his brother, like like that. That's the way that stuff worked. Um, I'm trying to remember who the, the father-in-law was. I don't remember. I, I can't. I'm remember not as familiar with. I want to say that person's story. Anyways, so you know, the 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 second brother marries her because they didn't have kids. Yeah, and so. Um, that culture back then was like your own children, basically, right. right? And he dies without producing any children. And so there's a another child, another son, and the father's like, I'm not giving you my last kid. Right. Like, like right. <laughs> I don't know what you feed my boys, but it ain't good <laughs> for the health. And uh, uh, you know, I, and you're not making any babies, and and. Uh, maybe maybe I'd be better off just giving you know ignoring you and eventually when he gets old enough because that was part of it, the age when he gets old enough I'll marry him to somebody who make me some grandbabies right and and so she's like oh is that right 
And she runs off. She goes to some strange town that he was visiting, and she says um, she dresses up like a harlot mm. and sleeps with him mm. and gets pregnant. And he says, uh, he says, uh, look, sugar booger, I, I forgot my wallet at home. <laughs> and uh, she said, that's all right. Give me your ring and your, your talisman. And uh, uh, when you come back, I'll give these back to you when you give me my money. Mm, she wanted collateral. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, uh, my goodness. It gets back to him that his daughter-in-law got knocked up due to harlotry. This wasn't in my children's Bible study or Bible <laughs> stories growing up. I don't remember this bedtime story at all. And so, <laughs> and so uh, she says, oh, no, it's true, and you were the man, so to speak, right? And he goes, no, that ain't right. And she goes, isn't this your ring and your talisman? Oh. So she got her baby out of him. Right. Dang. I, I mean, and, and here again, here's a woman who tricked her father-in-law into sleeping with her, basically. I say tricked. I mean, it, the man didn't, you know, anyways. It didn't sound like it was a tough job. And, uh, mm. and, 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 and and yet he's she is in Christ's genealogy. Yeah. Um, so is Bathsheba. David and Bathsheba. Right? And even mentions Uriah in case there's any confusion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not that Bathsheba. Yes, that Bathsheba. The one that gave birth to <laughs> Samuel, right? Uh or Solomon. Solomon. Yeah, yeah, I did that in the sermon too. I was like, no, not, no, I called him Samson though in the sermon. I was like, Samson, no, not Samson, Solomon. <laughs> so, anyways, um, uh, so you see that God God uses people, and who we would say, mm mm, mm mm, but yet God uses them, and 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 therefore, there again. There's excitement there, right? Matthew possibly could have been a priest or at least trained up to be a priest. Right. Winds up being a tax collector for some reason. He's looked at by his people as a traitor. In fact, he's looked at his people as a form of prostitution because he sold himself to the Roman government. Right? Jesus walks up to him and says, hey, come follow me. He says, all right, I'll do that. Jumps up, leaves his business. Deuces. Leaves his, leave. he didn't, he, he, you know, by taking the job as a, as a um, tax collector, his family ain't backing him. Mm. You know what I mean? Right, right. He doesn't have anything at this point but Jesus. So what does he do? He goes and throws a party. Because he's excited. We were excited at one time. And, 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 and listen, if you're still with us, Christ is king. You are a nobody, and yet he loves you and uses you. The worst of us. 
Sometimes he uses people like Matthew. Sometimes he uses people who are just, I mean, like down, down, down on the bottom. Uh, I mean, Peter, Peter was a fisherman, right? Like he was a blue collar guy. Uh Matthew's a a white collar guy. Um, you know, the poor, the rich, it didn't matter to Christ. He used everybody. He used Paul, who was an intellectual type and, and, and full of zeal. He uses everybody, man. And 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 the, the the idea is, what if the church got excited? It wasn't just, yeah, yeah, we go to this church. Oh yeah, I go to that church. It's a good church. I like it. But if it's man, God is God is moving in our church. Is he? What's he doing? Well, first of all, let's start with the word that's being preached every week. Lives are being changed. People are knowing Christ and knowing Him more and more. I, I mean, it's just amazing to hear God's word preached. But that doesn't sound very exciting. You must not have heard God's word preached. Right. If that's not exciting to you, you're either lost or you, you don't know what God's, you've never heard it preached. I don't know what to tell you, man. God's word being preached is exciting. Yeah, when it, sometimes <coughs> you just got to stop. Clear your brain out of everything going on. Get into the Word. Slow down in the Word. Don't just check it off your list. Slow down. Read some small sections. Chew on it. Meditate on it. Yeah. Pray. Yeah. God would show you who He is that you would be excited. And yeah. He will. Yeah. He will. Yeah. And, and a large part of what we've talked about is church stuff. But you just brought up a very... It's an excellent point. You need to be in the Word outside of church. Right. You need to be able to self-feed. Yes. It's good to gather with the church, not just to be fed, though that's part of it, but your purpose with gathering it with the church in fellowship is to worship God. That's right. It's for Him. That's right. You being fed and blessed is, um, what's the word? Edifying. Yes, it is. But it, it's something that's not that, the word you're talking about. No, it's okay. not. It, it's something. It's like a byproduct of of you you going and worshiping God. This is this is what your purpose is. But yeah. as a result of doing that, you're being fed. You're yeah. being edified. Yeah. Um, and that's that's my prayer every Sunday. Uh, whenever we get started, is that we would always leave our corporate worship look, being more conformed to the image of Christ than when we came in. Amen. Amen. Uh, same thing with the podcast. Yeah. Same thing with the podcast. The whole the whole purpose of a podcast is so that people will listen to it. What what little bit of people do listen to our podcast. Thank you. And, exactly. And and they'll say, Huh, I've never thought of it that way. Or, huh, that was a good reminder. Huh. And and to be and it's to make you grow in your relationship with Christ. And think biblically. And think biblically. And and and, and and we want you to be able to go. I'm glad they said that. Or not to feel alone. Yeah. In your lack of zeal, maybe. Like today, you know, you're like, oh, you're right. I don't, I'm not excited over Christ. I'm not excited over that. And maybe I do need to be more in the Word than what I am because I'm just not excited over Him. You know what? Maybe it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, if, if, if your relationship with Christ ain't, ain't good, 
It's not because of him. I promise you that much. No doubt. He died on a cross and spilled his blood for you. Amen. Hey, he ain't the one. It ain't his fault that things ain't working great. He didn't stay dead either. He rose. Amen. Amen. So, look, brothers and sisters, uh, we appreciate y'all uh, joining us for these podcasts. Um, I know this one's a little long, and my voice is still a little shot, but oops, I hit the wrong button. Um, but we really do appreciate uh, our listeners, and we thank you very much for listening. Uh, Yeti? Yo. How can our listeners find us if they want to do something other than just listen to us? Uh, if they want to do other something other than just listen to us, head over to www.bigfootrevival.com, and you can read by looking at some of the blogs. Don't nobody want to read. Hey, well, if they don't want to do that, then scroll on down to the bottom and click <laughs> on that Shop Now page and head on over to the Etsy store for the see what's going on in the Bigfoot shop. Also, you'll find links to all of our social medias, including Facebook, where um, that's where we're most active. Uh, and if you want to holler at us, you can shoot us a message on Facebook Messenger or an email at BigfootRevival at gmail.com. And remember, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Yo, Yeti. What up? We out, son? Deuces.